0: you cool cats and kittens (laughs) I am so upset that I missed out on the opportunity of starting last week's episode with that because we were literally talking about Tiger King and I didn't even start the episode with Carol's famous line missed opportunity I'm so disappointed in myself anyway Speaking of Tiger King, actually, I think this is very interesting because it's truly bringing a nation together. (laughs) A nation divided, but is brought together by a dude in Ohio, Oklahoma, (laughs) raising tigers. Um, Me and my 80-something-year-old grandmother, had a full-on 45-minute conversation about tiger king the other day if you guys don't um follow me on instagram at living you definitely should my grandma called me because i made some matzo ball soup and i didn't get to the phone in time so she ended up leaving me a voicemail so and then by the time i saw it it was like nine o'clock which you know i try to be respectful of people's like time at night you know so i didn't want to call her back so i called her back the next morning we talked for over an hour, but 45 minutes of that hour was about Tiger King, and I think that that is, like, a true sign of a good documentary or docu-series in this situation, like, I know people are, like, making fun of the, like, the memes are great, and it's definitely for entertainment, but I think it really shows, like, how good, just, like, the documentary directors or producers or editing editors people (laughs) like shaped the narrative of that documentary to like where anyone at like any age level can talk about it and like relate to it in some way and like ask questions and start conversations so just had to throw that in there anyway I hope that you guys are having a good day whatever day you're listening to this podcast on it is day it feels like day one thousand sixty nine <laughs> of quarantine, and it's I'm losing it. I gotta be honest, I'm losing it. It was rainy for three days here in Southern California, which I know sounds not that bad. Um, but I feel like it's been raining off and on this entire quarantine, shelter in place, self isolation. I don't know what it's really called, but it it was I was feeling it the last two days. Like I don't think that I personally like experience um, depression. I, I have anxiety, which I've talked about ad nauseum on the podcast. But like depression isn't something that I feel. I definitely empathize because I think that I, there's just like every other human. There's been moments where you feel depression, but nothing that lasted longer than, like, a couple of days. Um, and I was feeling like I might need to go to a doctor, <laughs> like, depressed, because I could, was just like, I can't do, I just in your mind goes, I don't know, just, like, went blank for two days where I just wanted to be on the couch and I was watching movies and just felt really off. I was still functioning, but just not my normal self. And it was like the two days where it stayed dark the entire day. Like there was no sun, there was no break in the rain. And you know, you can't really go out and do anything. I couldn't get outside. The gyms are closed. So I just felt very cooped up. And one of the things that I have really tried to implement, um, during this quarantine is getting really into my meditation practice again because I feel like I have stepped away from it and I always come back and then I step away and I come back and it's kind of just this very tumultuous relationship that I have with meditation this year Um, or maybe the last like even before this year like maybe six to nine months and one of the things that I had to do was like take five minutes and just write down all of the things that make me feel good. Um, And one of those things was meditation. And during my meditation, I feel like, and I'm sure to people who don't meditate, this might not make sense. But to people who do meditate, you're going to be like, oh, I got you, girl. It's like you get these downloads, like you get these thoughts I mean, it's impossible to to stop thinking. So that was one of my preconceived notions when I started meditating was I have to clear my mind like there has to be no thoughts and then then I know I'm meditating correctly. And that's actually not what meditation is, at least for me. Um, I practice a mindfulness meditation, which is more focused on the breath, but still allowing thoughts to arise and allowing thoughts to appear. And sometimes those thoughts, when you just get really deep into your meditation, I truly believe like you connect with the higher power. I don't necessarily believe in like organized religion. I definitely think there's like a higher power, like God, Jesus, the universe, if they're all synonymous. I don't know, but there's something else out there greater than us. And I feel like when you meditate, you can get to a place where you're connecting with that source. And that's when you get these like divine downloads and I've talked about it before where I like hear voices not in a schizophrenic way but I hear like messages come through and I was feeling extremely angry and I think that's also part of my grief of just this entire process of the of the virus is is part of grieving for me is as I get angry, and I'm generally not an angry person, but I was getting real mad with a lot of people, a lot of especially on the online space. And one of the things that I kept hearing during this meditation, because I was just feeling that anger and feeling that grief, was like I kept hearing this message, or it's more of a question. It was like, "Is what you're putting out into the world helping or fueling?" Am I healing or am I hurting? Am I lightness or am I darkness? And those are the questions that I that kept popping up like over and over. And I was like, I really got to think about this. And so I feel like that is something that's so valuable, especially because the things that I was getting angry about were people kind of perpetuating the fear of the virus and making it seem like having this manic, paranoid, scared vibe and energy, which I think we've all felt at some point during this because I know God knows I did. Um, But I kind of kept those feelings reserved. And to see people selling um, or manipulating people into buying their products or buying their programs or buying their services and tapping into that part of that fear for people um, was really pissing me off. And I I think the question again that I that just kept coming back, and I'm going to say it again till the till the cows come home, till we're allowed to go outside again, is is what you're putting out into the world helping or fueling? Is it healing or is it hurting? Is it lightness or is it darkness? And that is the question that I have been asking myself every time. I even post an Instagram story, or respond to one of your guys's DMs, or respond to a message, or tweet a tweet, or put out a part a podcast. Is is what I'm putting out there? Is this helping the world? Is this perpetuating fear, or is it actually helping people? Um, Because I think one of the things that I don't fucking like is the people who are were super quick to create offers or programs, like two to three days after all of this hit the the world, essentially. Um, and I just had to ask myself, like, have these people processed what is going on? Like, have they grieved? And this is exactly, oh my God, full circle. Tiger King, full circle, is what happened with Joe Exotic. When his husband died and he got married two months later. And look how that turned out for Joe Exotic. That's the same thing. I'm not saying like everyone's going to go to jail, but that is essentially like the same thing that people who are who were like two to three days after the globe started shutting down, they're like, you need to buy this program and you need to invest in yourself and you need to do all of these things. Um, I truly believe that humans can't show up and be leaders when they haven't taken the time for themselves. When you saw people put out offers too quickly in this circumstance, to me, major red flags, one it's they're doing it for the money and two they're preying on people's fear and they're manipulating it it's not out of service or support it's out of greed um and out of their fear and their lack of abundance and that's the mindset that they have so i think right now now that we're i think a month and a half two months into quarantine at least for california i don't know other states um were not as quick to do the isolation thing, um, but I think now we're finally starting to see people really step into the leadership spotlight and people really creating offers out of service and out of support rather than fear and panic. Um, I know, like I said in the beginning of this, like the first two weeks were really messy for me and emotional, and to be honest, some days they still are, and I don't think. I think the thing that I had to kind of wrap my head around was that I was like, well, you know, none of my family are nurses or working in the front lines like grocery store clerks or, you know, working out there in the public Um, and no one that I know has had the virus. Um, And I was like, do I really am I allowed to feel sad? Am I allowed to feel this way? Am I allowed to feel upset? And the answer is yes. (laughs) And I know maybe some of you have been feeling the same way where you're just like overwhelmed with this sadness and this grief. And maybe I think for some people might describe it as heaviness. Like they're like, why can't I be as productive? Like I'm not truly impacted by this. And one, I think the first step is to recognize your privilege in this situation. I know I've had to check my privilege multiple times Um, and the second thing is, is you're being empathetic and that is what the world needs right now. We need more compassion. We need more people who are feeling because this is how we're going to get to the other side of this. It's not by creating bullshit, quick cash offers, not by playing into people's fear, not by tapping into the mania. Um, it's by having that empathy and having that compassion and allowing yourself to feel, all of the emotions that you're feeling and not judging yourself for it i think that has also been a big key for me is not judging myself for how i'm feeling if i'm having a bad day i let myself have a bad day and i refer back to that list of things that i can do that make me feel good sometimes it's as simple as taking a shower (laughs) like you know or brushing my hair or playing with my dog or just if it's not raining to go outside and take just a walk around my building and it's just not a long walk at all. Um, and, and I feel like that to me, that is how I was able to kind of get onto the other side of how I was feeling um, over the last couple of weeks. So I think there is so much that's going to happen over the next few weeks. Um, I would really encourage you. There's a really great quote and I can't remember who said it. So whoever said it, I'll find it and I'll like post it on the story or something, but basically the quote was like, if you're feeling helpless, go and help someone else. And I know that that's like hard because we can't go and volunteer at a soup kitchen or we can't do a lot of the things that we would typically do to help someone. But even just going and reaching out to one or two people that maybe you haven't talked to in a while, or maybe you have talked to them, just reach out to them and say, hey, how are you doing through all of this? How can I help you? Even if it's like you can't give them money or you can't drive to their house, but maybe you can just chat on the phone with them for 30 minutes. Call your grandparents if you haven't talked to them in a while. Just have a quick conversation with them and just see how they're doing. Maybe they need you to run to the store for them if you can do that. But I would encourage you to just do something that feels like you're helping someone else. Even if you're feeling like, well, I can't help the world. I can't make this virus go away. I can't, you know... um, donate things or whatever I I can't give money um, and I'm feeling really crappy do something to help someone else or do something to make someone else feel better because in turn it actually does make you feel um, a lot better about your yourself and your circumstances for sure and I kind of want to end this um, you know, guys, I talk about my friend, Dr. Tristan Sophia, all the time. She's like, I absolutely adore her, and she's one of my best friends. Um, and she's up in Montana right now. And we were actually having a conversation completely unrelated to the virus situation. Um, but I feel like this is the perfect way to end this and to just give a really strong message. So she reminded me that the other day that we always have two choices, fear or love. And this is the, uh, the an idea that comes from Gabby Bernstein and Marianne Williamson. Um and I'm sure you guys have heard it if you're into like the spiritual space. But it's such a, even though it might be a little cliche and it's so simple, I think the meaning is so profound because it's true. We always have a choice. It's either fear or love. And sometimes we feel fear because we have to, like this is a perfect situation with this virus. It is a very scary thing. I think even if you're not scared of necessarily catching the virus, it's what it's doing to the whole world and what it's doing to the economy and what it's doing to maybe your friends and family. It's a very fearful situation. Um, I don't think anyone can deny that. But we have to return to love at some point. I don't think that there's any going back to what the normal normal is um, anytime soon, but we have to return to love. And in this situation, we have to choose love over and over and over again. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you next week for a new episode. All right. If you guys need anything, please reach out to me. My DMs are always open or you can send me an email to info at livingbreely.com. All right. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you. Be it. Bye.